Welcome back, everybody. I'm a huge fan of life symmetry. Uh, the last guest that I had on, my friend uh, Catherine Adams, who's an actress, she was on House as well, and she got fired by House. So now I get a chance to speak to an actress who actually fired House. So she returned <laughs> that favor. Uh, welcome to the show, multifaceted and multi-talented Noelle Billinghausen. Thank you, Alan. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I, I was really excited uh, kind of looking through your background and looking at all of the things that you have done and all of the life experiences and all of the careers that you have had. It's really cool. It gives me an opportunity to ask you lots of questions, which is you know what we have with a couple of pages. <laughs> so, um, all right. <clears throat> Speaking of, uh, of house, your career kind of began with two cool things. You know, you get to fire uh, Hugh Laurie, and you literally get to carry uh, David Spade in your arms, and uh, you did that on Rules of Engagement. Uh, first of all, good for you. I mean, talking <laughs> about talking about a good start and a you know good woman empowerment moment of uh, of doing those two things right off the bat. But um, how did those come about? What uh, what happened with those two projects? Oh wow. Well, I had never taken an acting class at the time and I had gotten my SAG vouchers to join the union by doing background work. Yep. So we were like, oh, get an agent. And I submitted my, submitted my headshot and resume and nobody was really getting back to me, but one agency did, they weren't a big time agency by any means. And I went in and I read and then they called me back and the agent said, you didn't knock it out the park, but you got a good look, you're in the union. If something comes along, I'll submit you. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. I got nothing to lose, you know, and he submitted me. I went out and auditioned for House and Rules of Engagement in like the same week. And I got callbacks for both. And I'm like, all right. And the audition for House was just uh, one, maybe two lines. And uh, she was a, a prostitute that was supposed to be just having a conversation with them, but it was literally just two lines. And then, yeah, the Rules of Engagement was a basketball player. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Hmm. And I just, did what I naturally felt was right. Again, I had no training and I ended up booking it and they needed to tape on the same days. And my agent was like, she's never booked anything before. You guys, can we work it out? Cause one's in front of a live studio audience and the other one, you know, is on a, on a closed set. So yeah. they worked it out. I mean, they literally both casting offices worked out so I could shoot both in the same week, just different days. Wow. And it was the most incredible experience I've, ever had by far I, i'll never forget it both of those bookings were amazing and i was nervous as hell oh my god you got to work in a multi-cam on rules of engagement in front of a live audience how cool was that yeah uh, i didn't know what single cam was and multi-cam that, that that didn't know what any of that meant that's awesome but i think just as a transition I mean, you're a musician you know yeah. uh you're a basketball player you used to being in front of a crowd you used to working with a crowd so kind of, I think maybe there was uh, life, you know, easing you into it a little bit by giving you something that you're already used to uh, from another perspective and uh, and get you in there with the rules of engagement. That's that's cool. Yeah, I, you're right, Alan. I guess being an athlete, I mean, I'm used to learning plays and working with the team and following instructions. So mm -hmm. I just trusted, I just listened to what the director said as though they were a coach and just did what they said. That's wonderful. So House, uh, you said it was just a couple of lines and you ended up being on three episodes. I mean, House, house was in love with you, couldn't get, uh, couldn't 
get enough of you, you had to, you know, fire him in essence. And then the show ended. So I think you were the one who kind of got everything, uh, you know, uh, closed up. Um, on how so you became a recurring. Um, so yeah. after you did your first, uh, uh, your first scenes, uh, how quickly did they call you back and say, hey, we want to, uh, we want to have more stuff with you? Well, interestingly enough, I want to say the first episode, which they ended up writing out the lines completely and tattoos were not a good idea back when I started. That was like, what, 2010? And I had this musical tattoo and they switched me from being the prostitute. I guess I was supposed to be in the bathtub talking to him and they made me a musical prostitute. And that's why that first episode, I'm just playing the hurdy-gurdy fiddle with no lines. So I didn't think that I think that was season seven. I think the yeah. last season, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't expect to anything else to happen from that. So when I, I'm trying to think, whatever that window was, maybe uh, a few months uh, when they started to prep for the last season, and then I, I'm coming back in with lines. And I will say, being yeah. on set with Q, one of the things that he said when I when I showed up to set, I said, I'm so excited to work with you. It's an honor and. I'm so nervous because I've never had any acting class. I'm like, I feel like a rookie. He goes, oh, well, I've never taken acting classes either. So I'm a rookie too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you've never taken acting classes? Okay, I don't feel, I don't feel, I feel like I can do this then. Okay. He gave me confidence. Yeah, Hugh is amazing. What a, what a great actor. What a very nice man. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, and again, you had, you had scenes you know, directly with him. What was, um, you know, what did you take away kind of from his acting process? One, it was nice to work with someone who was tall because I'm six feet and yeah. my height has been a thorn to a lot of projects where I've booked, and we could talk about that later, where, you know, you book something and then they recast you because maybe the other lead has a problem with your height. So. My experience with him was he's tall, he's dashing, he's confident, and he made me feel comfortable and confident. So I really took that and just said, wow, if I can do this with no experience, but step into my life experience mm -hmm. and just feel what I feel she would be like. I mean, she was a prostitute that he was falling in love with. And, you know, she was like, listen, you're already in a relationship. Like, come on, she likes you. And that that felt natural to have that conversation with him, who was, you know, he was an addict at the time. He was an asshole, <laughs> you, yeah, know? Pretty much. you know, but, yeah. but, oh man, he gave me a lot of confidence and I took that to rules of engagement. I took that same energy to the other set because it was a, a completely different vibe of a show. Wow. Yeah, yeah, completely different. Um, <laughs> What was what was David Spade like, and uh, did the whole you carrying him was that was that a part of the script, or uh, it was? Kind of, <laughs> hey, we we decided to try this out. It works. Let's do it. I think it was it nece wasn't necessarily a part of it from the very beginning. I mean, <laughs> what I remember was when we were actually on set, you know, um, blocking and and running through it. David did not want to be picked up. I mean, he was not excited about being carried off the stage by a woman at all. Um, and he was heavy. I mean, he was he was like a <laughs> he was like a load of bricks. So I told David, I said, if you jump up, the momentum from you jumping up, it'll be easier for me to scoop you up. Yeah. And he just never really jumped. So I had to scoop him every time and really carry him with my upper body. And I will say for like a year, my 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 right wrist hurt. 
after that. I probably could have got workers' comp, but I, I played it off. You know, I did it, and we did it several times. It was funny. I would do it again ten times over. And he was a good sport about it. But at first, he was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to be carried off." But I was like, "I got you. I won't drop you." And I didn't. Well, that's that's very very cool. Um, and the uh, the other you know uh, the other basketball player that was uh, was in the scene with you, uh, yes. she was Russian. Was she, was she Russian? Because I'm a native Russian speaker. So as soon as he said you know kind of Russian, I'm like ooh, okay. <laughs> she was she's actually from Hawaii. Okay. And that was her first speaking role on television as well. Wow. And we have stayed in touch and become really good friends. And I was in her project, Giraffes. She did a, an independent project called Giraffes, which is like Sex in the City meets Tall Women Dating in LA. So mm -hmm. to this day, we we stayed in touch and she's an amazing person. And so she faked the, yeah, that was not real. She did a great job. job. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, so. I mean, you landed your first two uh, bookings, and your first two bookings were these ones. Did that uh, kind of set unrealistic expectations for you as an actor moving forward? You know what? I, at the time, I, I was like, I did not think that I was just going to be the successful actress after that. I, I felt like it was a lot of luck. And had I maybe have, I, what I should have done is, gotten into acting classes just to broaden now that i was doing it just to have some training alongside it and really pursue it seriously but i think my experience in the music business i let get in the way mm -hmm. of what i thought my acting career was like because music was such a hard uphill battle and not that acting wasn't hard it just seemed like wow i'm booking two things i know are very significant and i really should have just thought more like, I can do this, but I had the quite the opposite. I My expectations were, now this isn't gonna happen every month, Noel, you know? Um, yeah, it's 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 different how people would react to something, um, but uh, I'm glad you didn't let it go to your head. I'm glad you continued uh, working <laughs> and taking it seriously. So uh, good for you, because obviously you've done a lot since then. Um, yeah. But let's go back to music for a second. So I can, music, is your home. Uh, you've been doing uh, music and things around music since you were a kid. Yeah. How did that kind of evolve into acting? And where was that point at which you said, I'm going to try acting? Well, moving to Los Angeles after I graduated college and, and saying in Vegas six nights a week, save, saving money to move here. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about the music business. Um, I just, again, came from an athletic background of if I'm good and I'm on a team, our team will beat your team. So yeah. I felt like, well, I'm good at this, so I should make somebody's team. Mm -hmm. Again, there's no union. It's not like the acting world where you have a union and more support. So you're kind of navigating and networking through all kinds of different people and paths. And I would say I was signed, it was my second independent label deal at the time and then the recession happened so all of us who were signed independently or were freelancing you know there's no money coming in and a lot of friends and people around just said well why have you never tried acting and i just thought well music will lead to acting 
maybe that will I'll transition from some opportunity for music. And I said, you know what? No one's hiring in California, but their background work is an extra way to make money. And why not? So I literally just started doing background work to earn extra income and then learned about, oh, you get a voucher. And I got a voucher on, I want to say it was General Hospital, one of those soap operas when SAG and AFTRA were two different things. Yep. So I got all the vouchers for AFTRA, joined AFTRA, paid separately for that, and then joined SAG. And I guess, yeah, it just it was hard to get a job. So I said, well, now that I joined the union, I might as well get an agent. So it yeah. just that's how it happened because music was kind of at this standstill and acting wasn't in a sense. So that's kind of how I fell into acting. Yeah, and I think I read somewhere, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, in music, your height was a bit of a detriment, whereas in acting, it became an asset. Is that correct? Well, it's, it's, I would say acting was a little bit more forgiving in a sense that, yes, booking Shantae on Rules of Engagement, she played basketball, and they used the height to, it was a, it was the perfect role at the perfect time that I was auditioning, right? Mm -hmm. Where music, um, for whatever reason, height was an intimidating factor and most of the artists were always short which again me not knowing coming into the music business i never thought about a, an artist's height at all yeah but to go into a meeting and singing for a bunch of people at a label and you're thinking again my height's got to be a cool thing i mean it's it's gotten me a college scholarship to play basketball mm. got to be good but it mm. really wasn't in the music industry and acting I had one booking where my height was an issue and I had booked uh, Dear White People and I was okay. to play the love interest of Nia Long. Okay. And I booked it, I had my fitting. The day before, I'm getting my hair done. I'm waiting on my uh, call time and the scripts. And I got a call from my agent at the time and he said, you know, I have good news and bad news. Uh, which one do you want first? I was like, uh, it doesn't matter. And he goes, well, the good news is they're going to pay you for dear white people. But the bad news is, is they're rebooking you because of your height. And I was like, what? They know my height for a week. And mm -hmm. I had my fitting and he said, I, you know, it's nothing you did wrong, but uh, they just felt your height wasn't going to work. And that character, the girl who replaced me was 4'11". And she became a recurring character. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting the emails because they didn't take me off the script. So my name was still in the script I was getting, so I was able to see who they replaced me with, and it was just like, oh, Because oh. <laughs> yeah. that show became very successful. Yeah. So, but yeah. listen, you know, one door closes, <laughs> another one opens. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's strange. It's strange. I, I'm not sure why height is a problem in the music industry. Um, I, I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it's, it has anything to do with men and insecurities and other things. Uh, whatever it is, I hope our you know, our society in general is is maturing and uh, we're getting over uh, these things because isn't the difference in us the beautiful part that we should be celebrating? What's what's the point? I, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's better in music now. Music has evolved to be such a digital space now that the more different you are, actually, I think the more welcomed you are in music. It's sky's the limit with your age, your height, your color, your, it doesn't matter in music. So acting, I think, is catching up 
Um, I've had some producers say, you know, I really wanted you to play my lead, but some other producers were, you know, you're taller than the lead guy. And I always thought, you know, as long as the guy is holding his own, I mean, in real life, tall women are dating short men. So if he's supposed to be the lead strong guy that's kicking butt in the movie, if I'm tall, he can still do that. It makes it actually makes him look better, I think, if I'm <laughs> if yeah. I'm in love with them. Yeah. I yeah, it's 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 strange. Um, I, I remember either Oprah or somebody else uh, or Whoopi Goldberg was saying, you know, when she was dating that, listen, it's not my problem that I am successful. If the man cannot handle that, then that's theirs. Uh, same thing with height. Really? I mean, is is that what we're going to worry about? But whatever whatever <laughs> um i think you tall uh you being tall is a cool thing you know i'm six feet right. tall uh i never thought of myself as tall uh, you know because for men six is not necessarily tall it's kind of this you know nor good height uh right. you being uh, you being my height i think is cool i don't i don't Thank see what you. so um all right the uh, the part that I, I read that I really, really liked uh, a reading was you're taking kind of music into acting and you're taking it from the perspective that when you're looking at a script, you're breaking it down the same way that you would break down a song. And that just resonated so much with me. Uh, I'm a lyricist. So um, I never thought of it that way. But when I read it, I said, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. So. Talk to me about that process, uh, how you came up with it, or you know, what, what do you utilize? Well, as a songwriter, if I'm writing a love song, when yeah. I sing a song, especially live, you want to match the tone of not only the crowd that's there, but mm -hmm. also the energy of the song. Mm -hmm. um, and when you, I write any genre. I love writing all different kinds of genres, mm -hmm. like being a chameleon in that way. And so with acting, yeah, when you're getting comedy, and I love comedy, I come from a really goofy, silly family. Yep. So the timing of comedy, I guess, is more of a natural thing for me. So when I'm reading that script to see the, the moments of pausing and, and just, just the energy of that script is, I don't know, it's a natural thing for me to see, to know comedic timing. But yeah. then, yeah, something like House or something like Blackish, that's another... It, you know, you read the script and it's funny, you know, so if I'm doing comedy or I'm doing something serious, dramatic, or it's an emotional scene, you know, again, who is my, who is my crowd? What is the room? Who is the character across from me? How would they normally feel in this situation? How would I react? Um, so it's just the same process. You just pay attention to the, to the crowd or your, your acting partner. And when I started taking acting classes, I studied a couple of different techniques and then I really connected the dots like, oh, this is the technical aspect of what I've been doing naturally or instinctively. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's a whole nother conversation. You're an actor too. So how to still stay natural and not so technical. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into that one because I wanted to ask <laughs> You know, literally, my next question is, what is your acting approach and what acting method uh, are you utilizing? Um, so let's uh, let's dive into it. What uh, there are lots of acting methods. You know, what uh, did you connect with that uh, made sense for you? The first acting technique that I studied in 2016 was Ivana Chubik. I actually took read her book. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, a, a 
a comedic writer had told me about that book. So I read the book and then I went and audited the class and then I took it. I had no idea about the imagination or um, substitution yeah. and all of that whole process. And to be honest with you, the first year that I studied that, it worked for me because I have so much trauma to use in yeah. that technique. Yeah. Um, so I found myself you know, going back to those places and using it and it worked. I mean, it was great. I hate to say it was great that I could just bring yeah. so much dark emotion to mm -hmm. whatever it was and it worked, but it also is very draining. If you have been through a lot of trauma to constantly have to revisit those places that you've made your peace with. Yeah. So I would say I did that for a year and then I took a little break and then I learned the imagination technique, which I think I was kind of always doing but just understanding the meditation aspect of it and really creating this whole other story that's not there, creating all the things that you don't know about the character that they give you for an audition. So now I'm, I'm just kind of back to where I first started was just instinct. And yeah. if I really am respectful of the script and the character, everyone that I've auditioned for, especially over the past four years, it's been nice that they allow you to bring what you feel to the character to just enhance what they've already written. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about acting is that the more kind of where you start and the more you study, the more eventually you're going to come back to yourself. And yeah. it's, it's a weird thing because we think that the more we study, the better we're going to get at something. But often the more confusing it becomes and the more we lose ourselves in the process. So uh, I'm very happy that, uh, that you did a quick turn and uh, it came back. <laughs> so, yeah, substitution um, is is not a healthy way of going about it, and it's not a, a way to continuously do take after take and stay in that environment and then being able to let it go. It, it's it's not a, it's not a good way to live uh, as a person. Yeah. So imagination is much better. Uh, Warner Laughlin, by the way, if you want to read uh, read a book or watch uh, her interviews, I've had a chance to speak to Warner. You know her technique uh, that works for Amy Adams, that works for you know a bunch of incredible actors. That's the technique where you can still get to the core of the character, but it's not you. You don't have to use you for it. And right. I find that that is much more you know me if I'm not being myself or an element of myself, which is another technique that I use. Mm -hmm. so, good, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so I've seen you, again, since that time, kind of doing uh, co-stars and you've been on a bunch of shows as a co-star. You've done short films, uh, you've done some music videos, which I think are cool with your group. Um, you feel like you're finding yourself as an actor and saying, okay, this is mine. I know where I am. I know where I'm going now. I definitely feel I know what, what kinds of projects I'm most attracted to because okay. one of the things that I wanted to attract to me was action roles. Again, my height, yeah. I was like, yeah. well, if I can book action, then I can be a tall villain or a tall hero. And I started Taekwondo mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. So earning my black belt during the process of, you know, more auditions and different, I, I developed this, this confidence that it's like a, a, 
it's a fearlessness, I guess, mm -hmm. that the auditions that I used to get really nervous for or I'd really think about, it's like, oh, it's no big deal now. And when I don't get something, I understand why I didn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's it's a part of your maturation as a as a as an artist as an actor. So, what roles you've mentioned action? What uh, what projects are you drawn to? Well, when there are certain projects I see and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have loved to have been in something like that. Um, I shot uh, a short called Taking Over, which yeah. was just supposed to be a fight scene. The young lady and I, Ika, she's a great actress uh, from New York, and we really just wanted a fight scene because she has a martial artist background, but we yeah. haven't booked, because we haven't booked anything action to show we can do it. And yeah. then that kind of turned into a mini short, just to show that we can move around and, you know. Um, yeah. But if I get a script to audition for, I can look at it and go, Play from Denia's iPhone. I'm gonna beat your butt. Sorry, that was my boyfriend and his iPhone Collect connected to my Alexa. Anyway, um, no <laughs> I would say um, if I get an audition and I see the script and I'll know right away I'm not right for it. I'll do my best, but mm -hmm. I'll know, yeah, no, that I'm not right for this. And then certain scripts I'll get and I'm like, oh, this is this is right up my alley. She's strong. She's got a little sarcasm. She's tough. She she might have some uh, dark elements in there somewhere, but at the end of the day, she is um, she she loves and she wants to make sure everybody is all right. So there's certain mm -hmm. scripts I'm just immediately drawn to that just feels very natural. Shantae felt natural. The prostitute relationship with House felt natural. Even mm -hmm. the blackish one line of whatever mm -hmm. he says to me, and I'm like, I sure am. That was a hard audition because it's just one line. So how do you say one line in a way that they're going to bring you back, you know? So, yeah, I, I just, if it's a script, I just try to find my, my natural connection to it. And then I just do it the way that I think is going to work. Yeah, um, I think that's it, right? I mean, the more, more casting directors that I talk to, the more I hear the same thing over and over again. Just be yourself. Bring yourself to this character. Um, they don't want to see the same thing from everybody. They want to see you as that character. And from there, you know, it's uh, if they see it, it works. If, you, if they don't, it doesn't. And yeah, it's not personal. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, of that scene in Blackish, which is cool, you're sitting down. You know, <laughs> is, that, is that Lawrence uh, uh, Fishbourne uh, not wanting you to be, uh, to be standing? Because, again, he's six feet tall. He's used to Gina. Uh, Taurus, uh, no, I no, uh, but you know, did, did height have anything to do with it or it was just you sitting, uh, uh, starting up? Well, I didn't know how it was going to be set up. I mean, when I got to set it, that's how they worked it out was that I was going to be sitting. Um, yeah, I could have been standing. He could have walked by me and gave me a hug. I would have, I would have hugged him right on back. <laughs> he was on my bucket list, so now I told him that I said, "You're on my bucket list of people to to work with." So I'm really excited. He was like, "Oh, just one time? That's it? You know? Now, now that's it?" I said, "Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I'll work with you on any project, Barnes." That's wonderful. He seems like a really, really uh, good guy. Uh, he's an incredible actor, obviously, but he seems like a good guy. Is that what you found on set? Oh, absolutely. He's he's 
in a walking legend, in my opinion. He's going to go mm-hmm. down as one of the best actors for sure ever. So, yeah, uh, I would love to do a Matrix thing with him. Yeah. Or Something listen. Like that. Yes. With uh, um, you know, let's let's play this out. You know, John Wick. Uh, uh, he's uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is also in that. Um, you have a martial arts background. You're a tall, powerful, beautiful woman. Uh, there are plenty of things that they can do to find uh, find new space uh, right there in that franchise. So if anybody is watching from uh, from John Wick franchise, we have something for you. That's what I'm saying. Hiya. Of course. And, um, and technically, you know, John Wick uh, is, you know, in the in the backstory. I think he's from uh, from Belarus. If he's not, please correct me and put something in the comments. <laughs> I think it's Belarus. It's somewhere. It's one of the former uh, Soviet Union uh, republics. So he speaks uh, Russian. Uh, if any of you are watching, I would love to be in the John Wick franchise as exactly. well. Exactly. Alan and I are available. Let's do it. <laughs> I think we can definitely pull it off. Um, okay. The other cool thing about Blackish is um, you actually met uh, Anthony Anderson on another show uh, a couple of years back where mm-hmm. you were pretending, and this sounds really weird for those who are not familiar with what we're about to talk about, but you were pretending that you have the uh, perfect bottom. And um, you were on, on a show, uh, I think it was called, what is it called? Uh, uh, to Tell the Truth? Yeah, uh, it was with Anthony Anderson. Anderson, you were one of the contestants. So they brought okay. The backstory is they brought three <laughs> contestants on, and one of them is a butt model. And uh, the uh, the panel was uh, uh, supposed to guess which one of the three of you is that, and they guessed you, which I think I would have done the same, by the way. So uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. You were, you were there with uh, with Anthony, and then a few years later, you're on Blackish. Were, were there any connections made or it was just, hey, I, I remember you from three years ago? Well, no, there, there were absolutely no connections because the day that I shot my scene, Anthony didn't have to work that day. So I actually never saw Anthony on set when okay. I was there. And We Got Next is something that Kenya Barris actually directed and produced and wrote years before that. And Bumper Robinson, I was in the scene with Bumper Robinson. That was the Kenya Bears project. So when I booked Blackish and the director, um, you know, after I was done, I said, you know, thank you so much. I figured, you know, maybe Kenya noticed my audition tape and thought, oh, I worked with her several years ago. Let's bring her in. And 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 the director said, no, he didn't have anything to do with that. He's actually busy at Netflix <laughs> right now. He's he had nothing to do with this. Like you booked it, had no relation to it whatsoever. And I'd actually brought Kenya a card saying thank you. And he wasn't even there, so I couldn't even give it to him. I didn't even see him. So no connection, no re- no. But listen, that's that's a great sign for you as an actor that uh, I'm making these without any connections, without any help. I'm making these on my own accord, which is a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It definitely is. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Um, time for our newest segment. So you're the first one on uh, that segment. We call it the actor lightning round. So here we go. Oh. Um, so you've been on House, Rules of Engagement, Cat, The Catch, which... Why oh, didn't it get continued? It was an awesome show. I loved it. Uh, Blackish, Criminal Minds, uh, putting you on the spot. But what was your favorite? My favorite out of all of them? Yeah. House. 
I would think so too, but uh, you know, maybe surprising, right? Okay. What was the weirdest thing that ever happened to you on set? The weirdest thing? Oh, I, I don't know if I have a weird, weird. We can we can change it to the most interesting. Um, I. <laughs> Well, what I thought was really cool was uh, I was a zombie on a on a Nickelodeon kids show, and yep. yeah, we that was fun because the people who did our makeup they did the makeup for uh, The Walking Dead. Ooh. We looked really horrible, and all we did was uh, it was four of us, and we were all really tall—two women and two men—and we literally were just making zombie noises. That was quite fun. That's all we had to do. That's cool. <laughs> um, I've, never, I've never done a horror movie. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that experience. Uh, Why are your dog? dog is right there, so that means somebody is coming home. <laughs> the beauty of a uh, of a show recorded from home, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, you got your dog. I got my boyfriend making noise. We're even. <laughs> exactly. No worries, no worries. And technically, we can cut both of those out, but we're not going to. No, we need the dog in the scene with you. We need real. the dog to come say hi. We need you to hold the dog so we can say hi. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who's the best actor that you have uh, ever worked with? Um, because you've worked with quite a few already. Well, we're, I, I got to go back to Hugh. I mean, at that time, to be working with someone who had the top show on primetime TV, to be in the scene with him and working with him, that was, yeah, that was the best experience, best, best opposite person to work with, I think, that I that I learned a lot from. I agree. Um, what series or film out there you wish you were casting? Oh, Wonder Woman. I was thinking that same thing, by the way. Uh, I would I love to have been in that. And, and uh, you know, and uh, Black Panther. I mean, it's quite a few things that I was like, I would have loved to have been in Luke Cage kicking some butt. Jessica Jones, anything Marvel. Yeah, um, I think it's it's gonna happen. Uh, first of all, God bless those franchises; they're not ending anytime soon. Uh, so you have uh, you have plenty of opportunity, and uh, I think it's gonna happen because uh, I, I see no reason why, with you know your acting ability, with your look, that they shouldn't at least audition. So um, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed, and we're gonna see you in those one day. Yes, I got my fingers and toes crossed. Perfect. Um, what's one thing most people do not know about you? Something that most people don't know. Mm, most people, most people don't know I'm a black belt, and most people don't know I'm six feet. Okay. Most people don't know that. Those two things for sure. Um, I knew both even though um, I've seen actually two things about your height. In, in a number of places, it says that you are six feet. In uh, one place, it says that you're six one. So uh, yeah, you may okay. want to, yeah, uh, that record there. And then the, uh, the black belt, I saw you with a red belt. So I knew you were taking Taekwondo, so I knew that you were progressing. I didn't know that you got to a black belt. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Come send me that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what that means. I was trying to come up with uh, with the uh, Taekwondo term, and I can't uh, because it's been decades since I've taken Taekwondo, and I don't remember what my kids were saying. So I'm just going to apologize. 
and uh, you know uh, Simon Ray or or Philip Ray, if you're watching this, my sincere apologies. I still want to talk to you, and by that time, I'll make sure that I read and learn it again. Um, I I'm a huge martial arts uh, fan. Uh, I I've done some myself, and I grew up uh, you know up till now, and that's not going to stop watching martial art films. So, uh, you know, for me, that's that's a huge part of who I am. As a matter of fact, um, uh, speaking of uh, Taekwondo, um, one uh, of the actors who was uh, who was in a scene with Jackie Chan uh, in a film a while ago, uh, one of the most memorable uh, kind of fight scenes with uh, with Jackie is with this man. His name is uh, Ron. Uh, he's going to be uh, coming out to my show uh, in about three weeks. So we're going to be talking about that scene and martial arts. I think he still holds the uh, the world record uh, for the highest kick uh, ever. Ah. So I'm I'm really excited. He's uh, he's in the Netherlands. He's an awesome guy, and uh, he's coming on board. So you know, my first one of my martial art uh, guys is finally coming out to the show. I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, uh, I'll let you know when it happens. All right, um, two more questions in the lightning round. Who in the current NBA would you take one-on-one? Uh, -on -one? Who in the current NBA? <laughs> LeBron. No, I said would you take, as in you would beat them in uh, in uh, on one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, what, you don't think I could beat LeBron? I just wanted to make sure that you have the opportunity <laughs> to hear the question uh, properly. Okay. I feel like, I feel like, I mean, he's a big guy, but I feel like if I just box him out, if I just, you know, make him go down and I just, you know, do a, like a, a hook backwards like this. I, I don't think he would block it. I think I could pump fake him backwards a couple of times. All right, you know, back to uh, back to the seventies and uh, and the doctor. Sure, go for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we back him in like Charles Barkley. Just back him in till he's out of bounds, and then just yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, LeBron, if you're watching this, uh, you have a chance. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, and uh, one more question. Um, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be, if anything? You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm grown. I'm grown. So I am, if there was anything I would change, it would probably some a, a previous decision or something, you know, if I would have done, done something differently. But where I'm at now, I'm like, I'm like, bring it on. Whatever it is, bring it on. And I think that is the open the open state of mind that I like to stay in, that um, any opportunity that comes along to learn something new, you know, to meet a new person and have a great conversation or just anything. I'm just, a, I have a very open mind right now about things, despite everything going on. And, and that's just the positive state of mind I, I, I'm happy to be in. Good, uh, I'm glad you answered it this way. I, you know, I'm a very positive person. So this question to me seemed weird, but I wanted to put that in hoping that you and others would answer it in a way of, I'm not gonna change anything. I like me who I am. I like me for who I am and I wanna continue that way. Uh, I'm yeah. hoping that more people are gonna answer it this way. So I'm kind of leaving it in as a social experiment and seeing, but I'm glad you answered it this way. It makes me feel much better. Yeah, and we're good oh. the way we are. Yeah, of course. Hey, again, I, I think that's the beauty, right? We're all different. We all have our things and uh, our things made us who we are. So, you know, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I have a big nose. Okay, so I wouldn't change my nose. I, I have a big nose, Alan. I wouldn't, I don't know. Your nose is, nah, it's medium. It's a medium. 
It's a yeah. medium in the in the in the it, what is it? What is the medium at Starbucks? Whatever that size is. It's that. Yeah, yeah, I got that. All right, fine. <laughs> so I have a medium um, last question for you, and this is not in the lightning round. This is more of a, a question of you know now that you've been doing acting for a while, if you had a chance to go and speak to a younger version of yourself about acting, what one piece of advice would you be uh, giving her? Uh, just do your best and trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Trust your gut and just do your best. And no matter what happens, feel good about it. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Noel. Thank you so much for coming on. I really uh, wanted to talk to you. I was really excited uh, because of all of the things that you got to experience uh, so far. Um, good on you. I, I love what you're doing. Please continue doing it. And uh, Marvel or any other franchises, you've uh, you've been warned. We're waiting for you to call <laughs> a call. Yes, a new face. You are ready for it. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for liking, commenting, sharing. Uh, please let us know what you think. Also, please uh, click and follow Noelle and uh, uh, take a look at her music. Take a look at her music group and, and the music videos. It's all yeah. awesome. Not just acting there. It's the whole thing. Thanks again, everybody. Thank you, Alan.